Tonight is a time of beginning again here, where the mystery of faith begins in a manger, where something so simple and yet so extraordinary happened that it still commands the world's attention tonight. A world that is still occupied, too crowded by other things, to be too much interested in what God might be doing. The Christmas story is filled with descriptive language about names and places and peasants who become parents, and a baby born unexpectedly in a stable with visitors from among the local shepherds and those in search of a king. So tonight, which character do you identify with? Read yourself into the story. The coming of Christ is about the intersection of the human and the divine. And that's always a surprise. A mother goes into labor unexpectedly, far from home among the animals and the stable, and the shepherds breathlessly enter the moment. This isn't a story about separating the spiritual from the material world, but on the contrary, this is a story about the spiritual entering into loving, blessing, redeeming, and embracing the material world, our world. So all these people took off for Bethlehem. It wasn't an unfamiliar place to them. And it reminds me that I don't have to go climb a mountain or travel to some exotic place to experience God. You don't have to run off to the unfamiliar. You can take off your shoes right here, right now. For this is holy ground. And in the darkness of this place and this time and this world in which we live, where God often seems a long way off, that's exactly where we can expect to find the Lord. Now in our hearts, a few of us believe we're not important enough to matter to God. We know who we are. We know what we are. And in our minds, only great and good people like Mother Teresa matter to God. But the fact is, that's just wrong. Jesus spent a lot of time with irreligious people, the unconvinced, the spiritually confused, the morally uncertain. It's difficult to comprehend, but the fact is, I've never looked into the eyes of another human being who does not matter to God. Not even when I'm looking in the mirror. This Christmas you may be looking for a little touch of spiritual reality. And the fact that you're here may actually show that you're being sought out by God. And you matter to God. 
God doesn't have a designer straitjacket in mind for you. God seeks you because God knows your need. And God knows what you need to get through all the storms of life. The poet W.H. Auden, in drafting an application for a Guggenheim Fellowship in 1941, the year this church was organized, wrote a long poem about Christmas. And he came to believe that all the matters he was rethinking, art, community, love, politics, psychology, had all been fundamentally altered by one single event, the entry of God into human history. That's what the shepherds and the wise men discovered that night. And W.H. Auden puts these words into the mouths of the wise men from the east who came to see the holy child of Bethlehem. Oh, here and now, our endless journey stops. That journey for understanding and wisdom and to come and to encounter the great supreme ruler of all that is, they found in Jesus. But equally significant words are put into the mouths of the shepherd as they gaze at the infant in the manger. Oh, here and now, our endless journey starts. So which one are you tonight? Are you more like the wise men at the end of an endless journey of some kind or another, or are you like the shepherds about to begin one? Either way, here, now, is the ageless climax of the quest for ultimate understanding and meaning in human life. And like those in the story, we can make our own amazing discovery that the Lord is with us. Emmanuel, I can let Christmas happen to me. My Christmas wish this year is that all of us could leave this church tonight turning those words of the angel Gabriel to Mary over in our minds. Greetings, favored one. The Lord is with you. Those aren't just words for Mary. Those are words for you and me. The Lord is with you. With you as you go through your evening and into the day tomorrow, opening gifts, baking and cooking and cleaning and watching TV and everything that you do. The Lord is with you in a new year when you're playing with your friends at school, as you work on your computer in the office, as you wait on customers in a store. The Lord is with you, not on cloud nine, but at your house in San Marino, and South Pasadena, and San Gabriel, Arcadia, Pasadena. Because that is how God does things. Favoring ordinary people like Mary and Joseph and you and me. In ordinary places like Nazareth and Bethlehem, and right here. All our expectations 
of the way things are and ought to work get rearranged, refocused, changed. Greetings, favored one. The Lord is with you. You know, I just can't help but wonder about the innkeeper. In the report of the innkeeper, it often comes across as if he must have been selfish, a kind of hardcore businessman who turned away this young, poor family. But if you read the report carefully, that kind of character doesn't appear at all. And the whole point is not if I were more receptive, I'd make room for God in my life. The whole point is if I were more perceptive, I would see how God is already born alive and loose in my life. The report tells me that the Lord was born among animals and came to life where people worked. And the God of the Bible is at home in all kinds of non-religious settings. Have you ever noticed that when God does a big thing, it always starts out as a small way? Something small. God achieves a holy purpose in the world, not by force, but by redeeming love. When God's people were slaves in Egypt, salvation came, but it started out with the deliverance of a castaway baby in the bulrushes, Moses. And when God paints himself into creation, he comes humbly to a poor young couple in a distant place. How remarkably disarming. Big things change when God starts out small. And what needs to change more than anything else is the human heart. Once a heart has become hold, cold and hardened, there's no show of force. There is no threat of judgment that can reverse that deadening. But love, love changes things. Here in this account in the Bible is Jesus who was destined to have a greater impact on the next 2,000 years of human history than anybody else. We know that now. But back then, when these words were first written, they didn't know that yet. They only knew that something had happened in their experience by the hand of God. And the very stars in the sky simply seemed to hold their breath. Nobody yet knew what Jesus was going to say or do. And maybe it's worthwhile to pretend tonight that we don't either pretending that we've never heard him yet ourselves. Because that actually may be closer to the truth than anything we may think. It wasn't a departure from reality that they experienced. It was the almighty and the everlasting God breaking into their reality in a surprising and unexpected way, giving himself something was uncaged let out in the world in Jesus a truth itself or truth himself had searched them out 
They tried to describe it as best they could, but words were inadequate. It's like trying to describe when you fall in love. You just can't seem to come close to explaining the actual experience of it. So they left these accounts that center around the reality they came to know. To you, this day, is born a Savior, Christ the Lord. Now the world around us and within us gets twisted into some pretty grotesque forms, distorts human life, distorts human community into destructive patterns. Life does need to get straightened out. The good news is that God's help is on the way and that makes all the difference. There's a new beginning by God's grace that began long ago in a quiet and an unremarkable place. And ever since then, people have found a new beginning within themselves that has affected how they live their lives. It's centered in Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Tonight, even those with little interest in religion get caught up in the possibility and the hope that maybe, just maybe, a different world is beginning to emerge within and through this fractured world that we live in. Maybe, just maybe, God is up to something wonderful. Reversing the order of things. Satisfying the need for justice. And doing so in a way that restores dignity to those who've lost it. And puts resources into the hands of those who need it. It's the great reversal of things as they are to become as they ought to be. That's the heart of the message of Christmas. God has entered our world to transform it and to transform you and me. I begin to sense the wonder and the mystery of some kind of a love that surrounds us all. Greetings, favored ones. The Lord is with you. And then I understand why there was all that singing that night. Mary and the angels and singing for the faithful ever since. Silent night, holy night. All is calm and all is bright. Thanks be to God. Amen.